You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are welcome again to the Honest to God series on World of Empowerment Radio. My name is Ahanu, and beside me is Angel Rose. Angel Rose, have you ever had cake for breakfast? I have, Ahanu, and it's especially cheesecake for breakfast. It's the best ever. Cheesecake for breakfast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, do you know something? I think that's the way it's supposed to be. I have a memory of many, many years ago being down in the south of France as a young man and looking at all the, the wealth and the splendor and the wonderful lifestyle that people had and the beautiful climate. And I remember sitting in a cafe in a beautiful piazza and uh, on one side, staring out onto the Mediterranean Mediterranean Sea. And there was a man there sitting with a young woman and they had a bottle of champagne on the table in front of them and a plate full of strawberries. And this was like 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, what a fantastic way to celebrate life. What a fantastic memory that is. And what an amazing thing to have for breakfast. Now, I'm not sure if it's that healthy if you did it every Strawberries day. Strawberries and Strawb- champagne? What's champagne. wrong with it? I, <laughs> I think it's perfect. It's a lot healthier than probably coffee. Well, now, you see, we're talking about memories and we're talking about how those memories evoke things for us. Oof. And we're going to have on the show with us today a wonderful actual neighbour of ours now by the name of Linda Kay. And she is a co-author of a book called Instant Feng Shui, Just Add Wind and Water. But what's interesting about this is she's going to talk to us about a book she's working on right now called Cake for Breakfast. Cake for Breakfast. I like it already, Hannah. Sold. I like it already. And here's the thing, though. She's, uh, She's speaking to us this week right after our heavy session with Penny Kelly last week, where we were talking about perhaps an impending or a looming civil war in this country, uh, collapse of financial systems, all the doom and gloom. But today, this lady is speaking to us about just adding wind and water and having cake for breakfast and a much lighter, fun, fun discussion, really, Mm -hmm. about all these wonderful things. Now, you know, when I was relaying that memory I had of the gentleman with the the champagne and strawberries. And it made me smile. Do you have memories like that, Angel Rose, that when you remember them, it makes you smile? Yes, Ahana, the day I met you on the dolphin boat. Oh, no. Even though I knew we're you not, were in trouble. <laughs> we're not going to go there, folks. We are certainly not going to go there. In <laughs> fact, Angel Rose... I just want to paint this picture for people. They have to imagine, Ahana, because they've probably all seen your picture now. Well, you, though you didn't have long hair then. Okay, we here we are in Tenerife in Spain on the Canary Islands. And we're, we're at this workshop. And we have the afternoon off. So some of us decided to take a whale boat out to see whales and dolphins. And Hannah was on the boat. And there he was, ladies and gentlemen. You know how he's always complaining about how cold it is here in Redmond. <laughs> there he was on the boat with his winter coat on, reflective blue sunglasses, pair of white shorts and a pair of sneakers. <laughs> yeah, but you forgot one thing, Angel Rose. 
You what? F- you forgot that I had the bottle of champagne and no, the strawberries. No, you did. Oh no, you did. Oh, that's another whole story. We can tell them that. Okay, but anyway, somebody who looked so misplaced there on a tropical island, okay, with his winter coat on, and that. Now that I think about it, that does reflect how you are now because it could be sixty-five, seventy degrees here. You still be wrapped up in your your woolies and your winter coat. So that's a memory that when I think of it, I turned around and I picture you sitting on that boat. Made me smile. Didn't know who you were, but I I had a chuckle. Well, now not many people know who Linda Kay is either, but she's a graduate of the Western School of Feng Shui, and she consults with diverse Feng Shui clientele, ranging from residential to large corporate clients. And she's also a dynamic workshop leader and a speaker. And in her book, she will actually take us on a journey that will help us discover the way to begin living our dreams now and create our own personal paradise. This book, Instant Feng Shui, Just Add Wind and Water, is more than a Feng Shui book, like a how-to book. It's a powerful invitation, actually, to turn our now life, actually, into what she calls a wow life. And she's going to talk about how Feng Shui helps to be a money magnet in your home, you know, ways to spice up your love life and how to get what you want and flaunt your feng shui flair and miracle cures for tired spirits and so on. And she asked the question, do you want more money, more health, less stress? She certainly is like that, isn't she? More time, a job promotion or a new mate. And these are the things that people, just like all of us, have achieved by applying these feng shui principles to various areas in our lives, a lot of the time inadvertently. But her book is filled with quick easy and affordable ideas, as well as remarkable success stories from people who were willing to give Feng Shui a try. Now, Angel Rose, we have got to ask her that question about does she have these memories about cake for breakfast? That's the better way. We get on to the Feng Shui later. We need to get on to the cake for breakfast first. Linda Kay is a transformational life coach who specializes in proven strategies that help inspire new ways to live your best life now. And she's an experienced workshop leader and a speaker. Cake for breakfast sweetens the journey. I'm sold already just by the title of it. I want to live my life like that. Cake for breakfast. Now, how do you come up with a name like that, Linda? Let me say you're very welcome, by the way. And it's a delight to to have you with us. And a few little tips. I mean, as soon as she walks into a space, she's she's looking around and, you know, she's realizing there's abundance over there and there's love and there's whatever. Uh, so tell us, how did you come up with these names for, for, for what you do? Like cake for breakfast? Yeah. Yes, like cake for breakfast. Cake for breakfast was just a thought how we take life too seriously and we don't always allow ourselves to be playful or to do something we know better than to do. And one would be having cake for breakfast. It's not something you would do every day, but if you save it every now and then, you savor that moment and have something out of the ordinary, then you really remember it, and it it speaks to your heart. It was interesting. A friend of mine was mentioning to a friend of hers that I was working on this book, and she told her the title, and she went, Cake for Breakfast? She was kind of intrigued with it. And I heard back that evidently they had a family reunion. This was a place somewhere in Canada. And they had a family reunion. 
And unfortunately, while they were all together, one of the uh, uncles passed away. And it was devastating mm -hmm. to the whole family. But they were all together, so they stayed and they you know, supported one another through all of what needed to be done. But she remembered the title of my book. And she said, we're going to have cake for breakfast because everybody needed a boost. They needed something to make them happier, mm -hmm. feel better, you know, it, it, during a difficult time. So she got out. They had all this leftover dessert from being together, like cheesecakes and different things. Mm. She put it all out like a buffet, and that's what they had for breakfast. And she told my friend it made such a difference in the atmosphere mm -hmm. for everyone, you know, to share this very sad moment, but at the same time, it gave them each a little something that made them feel better. So well, I have to it. tell you that my husband is a real bug about cake. He oh. doesn't like cake. Ooh. Now, I love cake, but I very rarely ever buy cake because he doesn't share it with me. But just so, so that the listeners know, I love cheesecake. <laughs> Homemade cheesecake, not the store myself. I love white cakes with mm -hmm. buttercream or coconut frosting. So if any of my listeners wants to send me a cake, <laughs> just let me know. I'd be more than happy to meet once a week, Linda, and have cake for breakfast with you. Doesn't well, that sound wonderful? Well, Makes you think of The Hobbit, you know, when oh, you're yeah. watching The Lord of the Rings. Yes. And uh, those little hobbits where they have their cakes. Yeah. Linda, tell us about these memorable moments. Well, it's just, uh, it's wonderful to create moments in our lives that make us smile when we remember them. And one of my personal favorites goes way, way back. I had a very, my dad was a very serious person and a very hard worker. We had three acres in the country. He was always doing something. He was always in his work clothes. And my mom was into swimming. She was a physical ed teacher. So we did have a pool, but it wasn't real fancy. It was just a, an, a basic pool. And she and I were swimming one day. It was a delightful day. And my dad pushes the wheelbarrow across just above us on the little hill above the pool area. And he was all working and sweaty and hot. And, you know, my mom says, Charles, come, come swim with us. It's beautiful. And he said, when? And she said, now. And he goes, now? And she said, yes. Well, I'll be darned. He dropped the wheelbarrow, ran down and dove into the pool with his shoes, his, <laughs> his watch, everything on, so unlike him. And to this day, many, many years later, that is a, that's a cake for breakfast moment to me. That's a moment that still makes me smile, remember, remembering him in a way that uh, he wasn't always. Uh, and it brings delight and happiness to remember that. Well, we have these moments in our lives, and we can create even more of them and I encourage it in the book, that's one of the purposes of it, is to bring things that are simple to do, easy, they don't cost anything, and anyone can do it, but they add such quality of life. So how easy is it to bring feng shui to a person's living space? I mean, I mean we've... Switching gear then, is that how... No, I, I know, but she's talking about how easy things yeah. are. Okay. And I know mm -hmm. myself, it seems to me to be such a complex subject, you know, uh, involves a lot of study. And if you don't get the placement right, you could be 
afflicting yourself with all manners of ills. Do you know? So? Yes, that's a misconception in okay. my book. Okay. Now, I know a lot of very serious feng shui practitioners that study the old school style of, of feng shui might disagree, but I think I can put it in five words. Um, live with what you love, period. Right. Now, if you don't love it, if it doesn't do something to you when you see it, when you look at a picture on the wall, if it just has no meaning or it, let's say a, a relative or, or person in your life that you're not really too attached to gave it to you and you felt obligated to hang it on the wall, that's not feeding you good right. feelings. And in the way we do feng shui, the Western approach to it in my book is intention is everything so if it's your intention to enhance the wealth and prosperity area in your home you don't really even i know i'm going to get a lot of letters on this but you don't really <laughs> need to be so specific about what you do it's the intention you do it with right so but again how practical is that in the sense that i know before you before we started our recording here today we were talking about Anne of Green Gables. Yes. So let's use that as an example. So in that time period, they didn't have the luxuries of what we have in our present day homes. Mm -hmm. So there may have been chickens in the living room, for example, or, you know, dog food on the whatever, or a, a sleeping space, like a cot or a mattress or something in the living room, for example. Not in Anne's house. Uh -huh. <laughs> not in Anne's house. But... <laughs> But, you, like, how was that affecting the prosperity of the time period? Do you know what I'm asking you? Like, a lot of circumstances were outside of their control. Right. Like, let's say, prior to the ability to, to limit the size of your family, there might have been a large number of children. Mm -hmm. And so it was ne necessary for beds to be scattered all over the house, for example. Or So how would that have contributed are, are taken from their ability to bring wealth and prosperity into their home? Well, not everyone is focused on wealth and prosperity. Okay. Maybe they are more focused on something else like health and well-being or a relationship issue, that type of thing. But all in all, it's the total, it's energy. We're talking about energy, period. Feng Shui, you learn as you study it, you learn by moving certain things or placing certain things, uh, it contributes to the flow of the energy throughout your house. So if you think of your floor, just look at, at the space with the walls and the, and the furniture and everything as a river. And if it's flowing, like a river can go really fast or it can be slowed down and meander around rocks and things. So when you go into a room and the energy is going out the other end because there's a door or a, a window or something opposite the doorway. You can slow that down by the placement of furniture. Okay. And a lot of times when people don't, they're not aware of what they can do differently, their life either is working or not depending on how they've created the space. So they could benefit if they knew 
little bit more about it, but it's not that they were lived without wealth and prosperity or without good health and all. It's just, I mean, you'd have to go into each individual home and just check out the environment. I mean, haven't you wa walked into a room or a house or a hotel, restaurant, you like it or you don't like and you just feel so uncomfortable you can't wait yeah. to leave? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but also, if you take the trading floor of Wall Street, for mm -hmm. example, I mean, that's cluttered. Yes. I mean, that's chaotic by anybody's standards. Mm -hmm. So how are how can they but make But the activity's so really fast in there. I know, but they make a lot of money. I mean, and, and <laughs> can you argue that... They lose a lot of money, too. They do. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> works both ways. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm asking these questions because I don't know. As I said, I, I have preconceived ideas mm -hmm. about feng shui being complex right. and difficult. It, it but, can be, and yeah. you can add a lot more. The more you're aware of it, mm. the more benefit you can get from it. Mm. But the basic rule is in a home environment, live with what you love, number right. one, period. Mm -hmm. And then your intention of what you're doing. And yes, a lot of clutter. Clutter in a home environment or even a business like Wall Street, it it clogs up, slows down the energy, actually. It 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 um we I hate to say this, but we we sort of suffer from environmental constipation in wow. this life. That's a good way to say it. You know? Okay. And we we put too much stuff around us and it, if we realize that you want to free up the energy, you want the river through your home of energy flowing at a gentle pace yes. and not be hampered or slowed down or sluggish because you get a better energy and then that's going to support your life force. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what about painting colors on walls too? Does that, that encompass that? Like what colors you Colors are important too, yes. They all have different representations mm -hmm. and um so give us an, an example since Hanu started talking about prosperity tonight what color would you use linda in a prosperity corner of your home well a red tone blue but a red and blue make purple so a maroon a purple a red that's an energy mm -hmm. color and you want energy where your money is i mm -hmm. i remember way back um in my training time I, there was a woman who had a prosperity corner and she had a, an artificial uh, plant in that corner. Well, we don't totally recommend using artificial plants particularly because they're dead energy. They're mm -hmm. not. A living plant would be uh, enhance it better. And so she went out and got a real plant and she got it in a purple vase uh, container and every time she looked at it, she referred to it as her prosperity plant. And she said things changed for her after that. And it made a difference. And a lot of it's your intention. So even if she didn't put it exactly in the exact wealth and prosperity area, but that was her intention for doing that, it would make a difference. Now, when you say it made a difference, I mean, can you, can you quantify that? And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but it's simply that, like we're in the we're we're very familiar with spiritual concepts right. and metaphysical concepts, and we we live it. It's our life and our work. So when we speak about energy, we totally understand what we're talking about. But sometimes some of our listeners might go woo woo, 
<laughs> to energy, you know, and you'll get some professional people who will also go, that's woo-woo stuff when you talk about energy. So can you quantify for some, maybe perhaps with a, a, another story or two, about, for example, that woman, you said everything changed. So, like, did she win the lottery? Did something change for her in that way that you could say it was definitely a result of her changing the energy in her home? She got a, a raise at work. So she got more money in mm. almost immediately. Mm. And uh, some of the things that were costing her money and so forth, uh, some of the repairs for her home and all, evidently turned out to be less than what she had anticipated. Okay. So that's a form of prosperity. It's not exact cash across the board, but right. you know it is yeah. a form. But what the, one of my favorites is and it actually happened the first person I recommended it to and that's something everyone can do and that is to take the deposit slip from your checking account mm. write an amount that's reasonable for instance if you could you would like to have maybe an extra thousand dollars and that's a reasonable amount to you then mm. you would write that down but if you can't relate to that much and make it 500 or mm. 250 or make it 2500 if you can go higher mm. but it has to be something you feel that you can relate to it mm. can't be a million dollars because that's not too realistic for most people mm. at least initially mm. so write down a reasonable amount and a date three to four five months from now and put it in an area, in this case, the wealth and prosperity area, the way we were trained in Western School of Feng Shui, is as you're entering your doorway of your home as a visitor, you're walking in, it would be in the back left-hand area. I, I don't want to say just corner because it's not just the corner, but okay. that area of your space. Mm -hmm. And so you can put it anywhere. You can... You can put the deposit slip under something, behind something, in a drawer. It doesn't have to be visible. Mm -hmm. So the very first time I utilized the uh, deposit slip idea was a client who had real financial issues. And we were trying to enhance every, every wealth and prosperity corner in each of the rooms of her home, nice. as well as for the house and as well as for the property because they all have their own area. So as I got into her kitchen, I'd done two or three rooms. I got into her kitchen, and it was very much in order, and there weren't too many recommendations. However, I wanted to enhance prosperity for her, so I told her to go get a, a deposit slip and write an amount and a date and put it under the corner canister on her. It was a kitchen. So the, I said, is something in the canister? Because it's very important. If you want to enhance wealth and prosperity, you don't want empty vessels mm. because empty, em, emptiness creates more emptiness. Mm. So you, so I said, right, is there something in each of those canisters? And she said, yes. Mm -hmm. I said, great. Then just put the deposit slip under the, the biggest one in mm -hmm. the corner. And that was over the weekend, like a Saturday. She called me on Tuesday, three days passed, and all excited. And she said, I don't believe it, but we got, my husband got his commission check, and it was almost to the penny that much more than we were expecting of what I wrote down. And I, I, I didn't, I don't like to infringe on 
people's lives mm. too much and, and ask too personal a question, but I had to know. Mm. I said, please tell me, what amount mm. did you write down? Because it's only been three days. She said $2,000. And that's a true story. Wow. Now, they didn't believe it when he got the commission check and it was that much higher than what they were expecting. Mm. They called the company to make sure the company had wow. not made a mistake on his on his commission check. Yeah, yeah. And they said, no, that's the right amount. So they were even skeptical when they got it. Jeez. But it was, two. I mean, $2,000 in three days. Gosh. And so Linda, I, I just have to ask, if the big canister had flour in it, let's yeah. say, does that mean she's going to get a whole pile of flour contour? No. <laughs> no, it's just the idea that you just don't that want full. something. It doesn't have to be full. Okay. It just can't be empty. Right. So I always tell people if they have a lot of, um, let's say, a decorative vase sitting out and it doesn't have anything in it, mm. at least mm. put a penny in it or mm. an aff- or write a little affirmation. Affirmations are wonderful. Mm. You write a little affirmation and put it inside. Mm. It doesn't have to be visible, but right. it but it's no longer empty, so to speak. That's a very good suggestion. Because yeah. you wouldn't think about it, would you, normally? You wouldn't think, no, well, this no. is empty, and I'm putting it under this. And what you're advising are, are as you say, very practical little ways. Simple. Because, as I said, I had preconceived ideas that this, you had to hire some professional, pay a lot of money, and have somebody come in and kind of diagnose your home for black spots and dark spots and holes and patch up all this and then place things around a place that you might not necessarily like. They're moving your furniture around and moving your pictures around. But you're saying it's not like that at all. That It can be. Yeah, it's yeah. up to you. Okay. I, it's harder for us in the Western world to relate to a lot of the icons and rituals of the original feng shui. Mm. And the reason we named the book um, Instant Feng Shui, Just Add Wind and Water, is because that's what feng shui means. Feng shui means wind and water. And when you have instant soup and you add water, you make it soup, right? Yeah, and if yeah. you want instant something, you add, just add water. So we just yeah. had a play on that. But the whole idea originally was to find an auspicious place to put a village or build buildings so they were close enough to water because water is a life force we need all need yeah. but far enough away to be safe from flooding or other problems mm-hmm. so you had to have water but also they watched how the wind swept through the area mm-hmm. if it was harsh and there was little vegetation or very few wild animals or birds around then that was not a very good place to put a village they wanted it to be something that was nurturing so if they had healthy animals and an abundance of wildlife and and vegetation then it would be uh, considered a good spot now i want to ask you about that in terms of expanding it out from the home and looking at say a village or a town or you know a community or even a city now i know from my own experience and and having lived in a lot of different places that in many cities you will find dead areas or crime-ridden areas or areas that are blacklisted or you wouldn't want to walk into alone, let's say, at night. But is that because those parts of the city somehow are in a are not auspicious or they're in the wrong facing the wrong direction or they're planned not according to feng shui principles? Do you understand my question? Yes, and but I believe that it's more complex than that because I also understand about energy grids and things that are 
also, mm-hmm, well. also affecting. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. If someone wants to change a lot in their life, mm-hmm. you know, if they just start with some simple, fun things mm-hmm. and feel, maybe experience something benefiting them from what they do, then they can maybe enhance their efforts and and get a little more specific and study a little more and and use a little more uh, complicated um, treatments or um, now how in depth does your book go Linda it what the whole purpose of it is uh, I went to school with a a gal that she and I kind of kept in touch Diane and I did and after about two or so years of both doing lots of consultations in lots of different situations and businesses and homes, we were communicating by phone one day and we thought, you know, everyone's trying to make this so difficult. And initially to introduce yourself to it and the, some of the benefits of it, it really can be very simple and fun. Mm-hmm. So... We, we were going to do a little booklet for our clients, so we decided to collaborate with some ideas, and we each contributed some thoughts to it. And the next thing we know, it became a book. Fantastic. And it was, it was two years in the making, but we just wanted it to be a little simpler and easier because if it gets too heavy and too complex, mm-hmm. then people are not going to follow it. Yes. They're Don't not going to try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know, you put your finger on it in the beginning when you said uh, about things being fun. Mm-hmm. And certainly I would be far more open to incorporating feng shui ideas into our home if I felt it was fun. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, certainly, yeah. Wait. Okay, so, so let's switch gears here okay. in the interest of time. And Linda has a wonderful, wonderful process that she calls and then sums. We're going to get into that right after the break, right? Yes, I just want to say that we will take a very quick studio break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, what is it, Angel Rose? And then sums. And then sums. Wow. (laughs) Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. This episode is sponsored by Twin Flame Hosting. Twin Flame Hosting has been designing and hosting websites since 1993 and is now a leading provider of internet-based web services to large and small businesses all over the world. We also care for many individuals who depend on our quality, reliability, and affordable hosting solutions because we know what professional business people need in a hosting solution. Visit TwinFlameHosting.com Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts, Months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join worldofempowerment.com today, a members-only website of practical spirituality for your fast-changing world. worldofempowerment.com All right, we're back with Linda Kay. And Linda Kay has not only written a book on Feng Shui, and at the end we'll have her tell us where our listeners can buy that book. But she's also created a little method called And Then Sums. And I do believe it's going to be in her new book called Cake for Breakfast. Sweetens the Journey. Sweetens the Journey. Yes. I, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> cake for Breakfast, Sweetens the Journey. Kiss Slice my love and a piece of cake and I'm happy. 
Now, what are <clears throat> and then sums? It was kind of an accident that I came across this whole thing. Hmm. Many years ago, I attended a workshop on prosperity. And the woman who was giving it said she saw a bumper sticker that said, I know, I know, my God supplies the dough. Well, it was such a simple little ditty. I couldn't get it out of my head, and I kind of, it was easy to remember. So I occasionally, when I get a little concerned about monetary things, I would repeat that. It was like an affirmation. Mm -hmm. So many years fast forwarded. I was driving to work half hour one way each day. And every morning on the way to work, I would just kind of communicate with my higher source. And I would end my communication with the little poem. I know, I know, my God supplies the dough. Well, along the way, I heard somebody talk about, they added the phrase, and then some to something. And I thought, you know, it, it, it means this or something more, something greater. So I added it to, I know, I know, my God supplies the dough, and, and then, then some. some. Yes, <laughs> that's how it came about. And it meant to me all kinds of abundance and prosperity, th things that come into our life that are unexpected and fun and ple pleasurable and, and add to our life. Well, one day I started thinking about the day before and I was thinking, you know, we get a lot of what I consider and then some, these little extra unexpected fun things that come into our life that are, are forms of prosperity, but not necessarily hard and cold cash, mm -hmm. but they have value. Mm -hmm. So that's what I called the and then sums. It could be, um, you know, gifts. It could be refunds. It could be, let's say somebody takes you out to lunch and they pay for it. Mm -hmm. I would keep track of what, what I would have paid if I had to bought my own lunch. Right. That becomes an and then sum with, with, an, uh, with a value. Yes, but you would never normally realize the value no. of that. So you kept track of it. I did. Well, I finally, I started thinking, we get a lot of enthensums. I was curious. <laughs> how many do we get? I mean, this, you know, we feel, I felt so blessed. I thought, okay, my day timer. I started writing it down every day. If it could be two or three in a day, if I found a penny when I went for a walk, I wrote it in my little day timer. And so I... I brought a little list of some of the things that were off of my directly off of my calendar. Uh, my husband. Now, this is another point. Uh, my husband got into this. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that he did, but he started seeing the what comes into our lives, and he he really was excited about it. So he would call me and, and say he'll leave a message at work or on my cell phone and say. Um, hi, he's, this is Norm, and then some, and he'd make me <laughs> call him to find out what the and then some was. <laughs> so here's just a real quick um, little list. $22 in a drawing at his service club. They'd all put a dollar in each week, and one, one week he got the money. And complimentary parking passes for a soccer game, that was $10 value. Mm. Utility rebate for an old refrigerator, we had them pick up, and we got $35 for that. Okay. Bag of lemons from my neighbor, 
and mm. I put down in my calendar the value if I had to go to the mm. store and buy that many wonderful lemons, mm. uh, what it would have been. Door prize at a grand opening event we we won and we went to we were fifty dollars. Mm. Found oh I love this one I found money in the pocket of a shirt from last summer. Wow, <laughs> that's always fun. I like that. And that was a ten dollar bill. Mm-hmm. And so one week's total came to one hundred and twenty six dollars and fifty one cents. And I'm going. This is pretty interesting. I wonder what would happen in a year's time if yes. that was just a week. So I started keeping track. I kept track for like five or six years. I, I, wow. I was diligent about it. Mm-hmm. But it could be a simple, small things like a free drink coupon that an airline gave us because they had a delay. Mm-hmm. So they gave each of us a $4 mm-hmm. drink certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, choosing a gift card without, oh, that was great, without knowing that the store had discounted it $5. That was a $5 and then some because we were buying the gift card anyway. Yes. If we didn't buy it because of the discount, we didn't even know yes. about the discount. Yes. So we considered that an and then some. Uh, we got a free loaf of bread at a promotional giveaway at a baseball game. I put down the value of that. If I had had to buy it, it would have been $3. Yes. A $50 rebate on a new printer, when we had to buy one, we didn't know they had a rebate on it. We wanted a certain kind mm-hmm. and and style, and we found it in the store, and we took it up front, and it was a $50 rebate on it, mm-hmm. and we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now, one time a quarter fell from a man's pocket as I was walking out of a store. He was in front of me, and I reached down and picked up the quarter and I tapped him on the shoulder and said this just fell out of your pocket and he looked at me I think he was surprised and he said oh for being so honest you keep it well the 25 cents (laughs) went in my yeah it does and then I went to the store once and I wanted a half a dozen of a certain kind of egg and I got up front and they were checking the box and one of them was broken and they said, oh, you, we got to get you a new one. Well, the young man ran back, and there were no other half dozen ones in that uh, yeah. that brand. So they brought me a whole dozen and gave it to me. I started to pay the difference, and they said, oh, no, it's you're not wow. here. So I put that. It was an and then some. It was, I know it's a silly one, but it's still... I think this is it fantastic. I had that in, in some at Whole Foods that time. Remember, Hannah? I do. I went in and I wanted this pie. I just will tell you this. I wanted this pie and I looked at the price and it was like 15 So I sat there and tossed and turned and tossed and turned. And I had it on the, I had it on the, uh, I put it in my basket. I put it up on the aisle. But then when I got to the checkout, I said to the guy, you know, I'm going to put the pie back because the truth is I really can't afford it. So. He puts it off to the side and he rings up everything else. He goes, you know, I just can't let you go home without that pie. So he scanned it and then he took it off and he gave it to me. Oh my uh, goodness. See, now that yeah, was an that invention. Was a good yeah, yeah. Wasn't yes. It? But you know something though, Linda. I mean, let's remind people. We're speaking with Linda Kay and you're gonna you're gonna have to get in touch with Linda <laughs> Kay because she's got all these practical, really sensible ideas about prosperity and wealth. And that's what they are, and that's what they're amounting to now, as you say. And I was looking for some kind of proof, in a way. And here you are documenting all these different ways that abundance really is coming to you in all kinds of different ways. Probably coming to all of us. Coming to all of us, yes, but you just took the time to document it so it's verifiable. And I'm wondering, in some ways, is that akin to being 
grateful. Like you, your awareness. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Your awareness is, is being grateful for everything, right. every little thing. It puts the focus where it's supposed to be. Yes. Because you're acknowledging that this has come to you, and mm. then you're grateful for it and thankful mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, it just starts perpetuating itself, mm. and, and it does it over and over again. And the more, more grateful... I don't, I, it sounds weird, but the more grateful I am, the more comes to me. And yeah, I don't yeah, do it yeah. on purpose for that reason. It's yeah, just that yeah. I've, I've just adopted yeah. this, this ability to see what's coming into our life. I know a, a man, um, I, I don't want to mention any names, but he is sort of related now to us. And he keeps track of everything that goes out, mm. everything. If he mm. buys a newspaper, mm. it's written in his journal. Mm. He can tell you what, if we go out to dinner, what each of us ordered and how much each of us it cost for our dinners. I mean, it's crazy. But his focus is all in what's going out. out. My focus is all in what's coming in in an unexpected way. And the reason this is important, I'm going to give you a total for the year if you're... Wow. Do you have some more examples before we get to the total? Because I find them amazing. Well, some of the bigger ones. I Mm -hmm. put a couple of bigger ones because there are some occasionally. But my husband had moved his office into a bigger building and we needed to put... um, film on the windows for it because the sun came right in and they were big windows and we got an estimate the only place in town we were told that could do that that size and all that was going to be eighteen hundred dollars well with a move to a new office that's a huge expense and so one morning we hadn't we hadn't obligated ourselves to to the person that did it yet but we did have the estimate and we were kind of contemplating, you know, how bad is the sun going to be <laughs> for that amount of money? We went to bre- uh, get a cup of coffee at our local coffee shop. And a young man pulled up in a truck that had the advertisement for this kind of film. And we had seen him there before and he had seen us. And we introduced ourselves and we told him our situation. He said, I'll be happy to come by and give you a quote. Well, instead of $1,800, his quote was 900 Wow. Half the cost. And of course, and he did an excellent job. Excellent. And that was his business. But he was, um, he didn't have an office at the time. He worked from his truck and he went all over. So we didn't know he existed. And he just walked into our life, you know? Yes. It's funny how that happens, yes. isn't it? Right. And then I got a bonus, a $400 bonus for making a sales goal a month early. And I didn't know they gave a bonus for that. I mean, the company I worked for was in, in another state. And um, I just knew I was supposed to make goal by the end of the year if I didn't want to get into trouble. And I made it a month early, so they gave me a bonus because nobody had ever made it a month early. (laughs) So I thought that was pretty good. So, And you have to realize not every day are you going to have an and then some. Mm -hmm. Some days you might have three or four, Mm -hmm. but some days none. Mm -hmm. So I kept track of the days Mm -hmm. with zero. So let us let, let us put the audience in suspense yes. now for a moment and let them guess just for yes. like five or ten seconds. What do you think that the amount might be over the year that you got in? Like, do you think it might be five hundred dollars, a thousand, five thousand? 
Go ahead, Linda. I can't handle this. <laughs> Tell us. Well, keep in mind, this was with two of us, my husband and I, both okay. adding to the and then sums. Yeah. And if a person listening is is doesn't have a spouse or a mate, and it, they're on their own, it could even be half this amount, and I still think it would or be pretty... Re- amount, or it could be. It could yeah. be remarkable. But the total for the first year, I kept track, there were 39 days with no and then sums out of the year. Okay. 39. So That's not very much. Well, not... Compared to 365 yeah, yeah, days yeah, yeah. in a year. But you right. were, were you grieving during those days? No, <laughs> no, no. Were you no. ungrateful? <laughs> <laughs> I could have been. <laughs> but no, I realized that's going to happen. <clears throat> but the total came. This is the exact total. I wrote it down. $18,426.52. It averaged... $1,535 a month or fifth, over $50 a day. Wow. wow. Now, isn't that That's very amazing. impressive? That's impressive. And I tell people about this and they, they laugh because they think, oh, how silly. You know, you yeah. But think about it. It's like having a part-time job without having to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you're just acknowledging what came into your life. But it's it's your awareness that has grown mm-hmm. to encompass those little Absolutely. blessings, those little... And, and then sums, as you mm-hmm. call them. I mean, that's a whole new philosophy of life, really. Yes. It's extending gratitude from, from that kind of word right. out into small little synchronicities that are happening. I wish we had this method when we were living in San Diego, Ohio, because we were living in a, in a house. Our apartment was below the main house, and the our landlord would leave these avocados in our mailbox oh. every day and or organic eggs, eggs organic eggs yes. or whatever whatever the place was producing she'd always give us a little gift in our mailbox every day yeah how nice no, we were very grateful for those but we never attributed a monetary amount to it mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah but right. as you say if when you count these things up mm-hmm. gosh that's an incredible incredible amount well the- somebody just gave me a what do you call it, Ahano? And then some for $300 yesterday. Remember, Ahano? Ooh, there you go. See, it, it, yes. it, it is amazing. Once yeah, you start, yeah. you're, you turn on your awareness you of that. that. Yeah. I think that is, you know, and it's a wonderful yeah. thing for prosperity because it, it is an energy, isn't it? It yes. is. Once you start to be aware and you start yeah. to notice and you start to be grateful, yeah. then that, that increases. Now, before you, you go on, Linda, mm-hmm. let me ask you, and I'll throw a real big damper into this now, right? Okay. What what does the IRS say? <laughs> like, do you put down and then sums on the bottom of your oh, tax no, return? Oh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> no, it's found money, and it's nobody's keeping track but me. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah. And, and I just so people know, this was almost to the... It was the, almost the same amount of money every year for several years. Nice. I mean, always hit. Uh, this, the second year I did it, it was only $602 less than the year before. So it was 17823 But one year was very, very challenging. Um, and I'm going to explain. There's two things you have to, do, to know in order to make this work. Mm-hmm. Two things. And one year I had a very challenging medical year. And it was very difficult for us, and I was surprised when I added up the and then sums because I thought because for a few months I wasn't even out in the world much, and you almost have to be for the and then sums to come because energy thing. 
But even in a challenging year, it was 11,814. So, and I got a kick out of, I was sharing this with some lady that I had met and she was very doubtful, very skeptical. Oh my goodness, this can't, it can't, you're talking craziness, okay. And then she stood there and got the weirdest smile on her face. And all of a sudden she goes, and she had a real difficult financial situation in her life at the time. And suddenly she remembered that a friend sent her $50 to help out. And she received a perfect attendance check for $50 last week at her work. And all of a sudden she got it. The light bulb went on. She didn't think of them as and then sums yeah. until somebody pointed it out to mm-hmm. her that mm-hmm. these are coming into your life. And yeah. one of the funniest ones, yeah. I was sharing this with a, a person I'd known years ago, and she looked me up and asked me to go on a road trip with her to help her with something that I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. We had to go to Arizona. So she picked me up in California, and we drove, and we had a, a lot of time to talk. And so one of the things that came up for some reason, I was talking about, and then sums. And she said, oh, that's an interesting idea. Well, that day, we got to, our, to Phoenix, and we had to go park in an underground parking space near the convention center. And we went and did what we were there to do, and we got back downstairs, got in the car, and came up to the arm on the, on the gate that lets you out, mm-hmm. and realized we didn't have a ticket. We had a ticket. We you just, didn't pay I mean, for no, it. we never, we never paid for it. We thought it, we paid for it at the, yes. as you left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was no person on duty. And we sat there looking at each other like, now what do we do? Do we, you know, storm the arm? <laughs> <laughs> and we looked behind us and there were several cars. Oh, we couldn't no. turn around. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, this voice comes out of this box in the right here. Yeah, and the gentleman says, "What is the problem?" And didn't you know you were supposed to pay upstairs before you came down? No, we're sorry, we're visitors. We didn't know. How many cars are behind you? He asked, and we looked, and there was four. He says, "Okay." He says, "This one time," (laughs) and he lifted the arm. It was a thirty-dollar ticket. I mean, that we. And she looks at me, and right away says, "That's an and then some." (laughs) We didn't have to pay, and and she started laughing because two or three Mm. things happened those next days with Mm. her. She said in just a few days' time, she had had over $100 in and then sums and and never even would have thought of them otherwise, you know. But that was fun. But I got to warn everyone listening, birthday and Christmas gifts are not part of the deal because normally you would get those things anyway. However, Uh, however, no, (laughs) however, if someone gave you a gift out of the blue for no reason, now the great example of this was our son was um, in the service and knew we were going to get some kind of a sound system, but we were putting it off because of the finance, financial part of it. And he was in the service and got a really good price on it and had one shipped to us as a surprise. So when we got on the phone, I think he was in Afghanistan at the time, we said, we laughingly said, well, was this our Christmas present or what? This was a big deal. And he laughed. He said, no, I just wanted you to have it. I knew you wanted one. Well, that was an and then some because (laughs) we were going to buy one eventually and we put the 
the um, amount of value down mm-hmm. as an and then some. Wow. But to keep track is very important because it's too easy to overlook these mm-hmm. things. The two rules I promised you. Are you ready? We're ready. Okay. You've got to get out in the world to increase the and then some. You've got to be a participant in life. Okay. And what I mean by that is both my husband and I were quite, well, we both worked, we both were involved in the community. We went to ball games. That's where we got the, the free loaves of bread. And, um, involved with either your church or volunteer opportunity or something. You can't sit on the couch in your home watching TV all day long and expect and then sums. They may come, but there will be few and far between. You have to be out there. When I'm walking, I find coins all the time. I mean, uh, this last week, I found a dime. I mean, that's huge because usually they're just pennies, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So you must be out in the world doing things. You have to have, you have to be the energy. In the flow. Yeah, it's in the flow. The other thing, and this is what you already brought up, is you must be grateful. Mm-hmm. And it's huge because you've got to put that into motion, the appreciation for anything. If it is a penny, be grateful for that and excited. That's a big thing. The emotion you put into it. I mean, be, I mean my husband and I now, and we have so much fun with and then sums. I mean, it's like, it's just a part of our life. It's become a part of our vocabulary, you yes, know? Yes, yes. And something will happen, and he'll look at me and say, now oh, that's an and then some. We got it one last week. I was trying to think because I was going to be with you today, and I was thinking, what is the most recent one I can come up with? And I, and I got goosebumps. Last week... We made a commitment to um, put the money up for a park bench along one of the walkways in my community where we live in memory of my parents who loved the area up here and would have, you know, I wanted to bring a part of them here. So it meant something to me, and <clears throat> it was a little bit of a stretch for us. There, They were charging $800, and yet it included... The installation, which is a big cement slab under the ground and, you know, making it look nice. Yeah, and the name plaque and all of that. I mean, and it's got to last outdoors for a long time, so it's a good quality. So I said, okay, I've got to have this bench for my mom and dad. And I wanted to do it right away because there were only a few locations near our home, and I wanted them near me, not somewhere else on the property. So we made the commitment. We went to give them our check, and they said, oh, um, it, the price changed. And Oops. instead, it was, it was going to be eight fifty, and it's now only 700 Well, Norm looked at me, and he says, there's $150 and then some, right? <laughs> right. Gets better than that. Um, I was chatting with my brother. I had just the one brother in I want him to know I was going to do this for mom and dad. And he goes, well, I want to be a part of that. He says, I'll send you a check for half. (laughs) So there's a $500 and then some if you want to get technical, right? $150 we didn't have to pay and $350 that he's sending us. Well, this is a very good exercise for sure. It really is. It's an exercise in consciousness and prosperity and gratitude. Yes, you know, in abundance. And it's simple. It's simple, though. Simple. And it's fun. 
And it's fun. Now, that's the one thing that I believe will come across the airwaves. I mean, this is all an audio thing, and it's very hard for people to see the smile on your face mm -hmm. as we speak to Linda Kay. But isn't she absolutely glowing? She and is. When she speaks she about this, she... Oh, yes. But it's so much fun. I mean, it's so special. Yeah. To... Yeah. to the, I do gratitude walks. Have you ever done one? Give us, give us that in about one minute, because okay. we do have to bring the show to a close. Right. So tell us. What is a gratitude walk? I simply challenge myself if I'm taking a 10-minute walk or an hour walk, doesn't matter. And for that duration, I am going to think of one thing after another that I am grateful for. And I list them one after another after another. As you're walking. As I'm walking. And I don't stop until I get to, back to my destination. <laughs> and it's the most amazing you wouldn't even believe the longer you do it, the more amazing it is. You have this feeling of peace and gra gratitude that comes over you that's wow. unexplainable. Yeah. So I recommend it. Wow. wow Fantastic. Wow. Well, you've taught us a lot today. Absolutely. That's for sure. And certainly changed my whole mind and attitude about <laughs> feng shui. Uh, listen, you're not getting out of here tonight without rearranging the furniture and putting okay. stuff in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going shopping tomorrow for accent pieces. <laughs> We do have to leave it there, folks. It's been a great pleasure and a lot of fun. Make sure we let our listeners know where they can get copies of Absolutely. her book and get in touch with Absolutely, Linda. yeah. Now, you, your website is going up, but it's not there at the moment, so we can't point them to a website. But certainly, people can contact you via email to mm -hmm. L-K-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S, L-K-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S at gmail.com yes and where can they get the book linda and amazon.com instant feng shui just add wind and water instant feng shui just add wind and water by diane miller and linda k yes you will find it on amazon.com amazon. it's the first been, one that comes up that's, been <laughs> that's fun. fantastic yeah that's been great well look it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you for coming in. And we will certainly employ a lot of those wonderful ideas that you have given we us. And hopefully now we're on a mission. Uh, we're on a mission now. What do you call it again? And then some. And then some. <laughs> thank you, Linda. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.